0: Let's take your seats. Um, I get a leading to pray for anybody that is um, suffering from muscle disorder. I get sort of a feeling of weakened muscles or even waste, wasting, wasting sort of stuff happening in the muscle region. Is there anybody here that's suffering from muscular problems? Just wave at me. Would you mind coming on the platform? Come on the platform. Anybody upstairs? Come down. We'll wait for you. Uh, you may be in the balcony, but come down, and we're going to pray for you. That's the leading I get from the Holy Spirit. So all of those with weakened muscles, yeah, I'll, we will pray for you. Why don't you, why don't you can you bring this foot forward to the front? Just bring your, uh, your, your wheelchair right to the front here, and then we'll come down and pray for you in a minute as well. Yeah, on the platform, those of you in a line. <clears throat> And then we'll come and pray for you specially. What's, what's um, your situation? Uh, actually, um, they discovered that at the lower vertebra it has been ruptured for almost 15 years. How does that affect them? Pain. Then pain. Um, I'm just getting over it, actually. 15 years? 15 years, did you say? That's what they said, yeah. Pray for you. What, what's your situation? Ah. The sort of muscular pain on my legs and my thighs and my legs. The doctor said I overuse to overuse my muscles, so it's overuse them. I used to do a lot of work. Well, we're gonna we're gonna pray for that, and we're gonna strengthen those. And what's your situation? Well, because of diabetes, I think I have um, what they call neuropathy, and it's affected my my muscles in my legs, so I've got pain in my Achilles tendon mm. and it's really very difficult to walk. Right, For me, I suffer from arthritis and I get shooting pains up my arm pretty much all the time. How old are you? Twenty. 20. Well, we're going to deal with that tonight. Thank just so just much. move along a little bit so everybody can... Um, uh, and your, what's <clears throat> just in my um, knees and then the pelvic area. I have in my elbow. This is yeah, pain. Is in, in my elbow here. Alright. Okay. Um, I just have like stiffness in my shoulders and neck. I've just been having pain in my back and in my stomach a lot. Alright. Yep. Okay. Hello. Along my wrist and arm. They're weak. Got weak I uh, get pain quite a lot. Just recovering, having physiotherapy for knees, back, and my leg. Right. Chronic pain and musculoskeletal issues. Hi. Hi, it's a back injury, um, which sends shooting pains down my left leg. Okay. As I say, um... We need the whole church to pray right now. There's no spectators, only participators. I'm going to come down um, to the floor in a minute. Father, by the leading of your spirit, you gave us a word for these muscular disorders, which means that you're going to send healing power. We have no doubt in our minds. You wouldn't call something out and not do something about it. And we as a congregation, or we're lifting our faith and expectation to you together. We do it together because it could be your prayer that just tips the balance. Each one of us. It could be just one of us who's needed to tip that balance. So we minister together today. We begin to release faith. We begin to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon this platform and just off the platform and we pray, Father, pour out... Your healing spirit, gifts of healing, gifts of the miraculous. Release your power from heaven. Let there be a divine connection between the glory of God in the highest and the bodies that need healing in this place today. Let there be a river of healing from the footstool of your throne. Let it flow right now. Lord, we take authority over the spirits of the air, anything that might block healing to come down and we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus and we say, Father, let there be an open heaven over these lives right now and let your healing glory begin to rest upon them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Let the power of God now come upon this platform, upon these people, Father, begin now to release the glory and release the anointing in the name of Jesus, Father, we release healing power in the name of Jesus, we release the power of the Holy Spirit, we make a connection with you, Lord. And we say flow through us right now, flow through our prayers, flow through our faith and release your daughter from this thing in the name of Jesus. Father, release your healing power in this body and cause there to be a healing anointing from heaven. I speak to this disorder in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. His authority comes into your body in the name of Jesus who rebuke sickness. Father, let healing power flow from heaven. We release it in faith, Lord. Faith to overcome, Lord, that bodily thing. In the name of Jesus, we release prayer and f- mixed with faith, healing power come, Father. Touch this life, Lord. Lord, we rebuke this and we disagree with what the doctor said. And we release healing power. Muscles be strengthened in the name of the Lord. I speak to every muscle. We speak to every muscle in your body that is weak. And we speak, be strengthened with the might of the Holy Spirit. Let the power of God touch every muscle, every sinew. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you child of God, daughter of the King, be healed. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing power, 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 healing power. Healing power, touch you, touch you. Healing power, more Lord, of your healing power, more Lord, a total healing in the name of Jesus. Strengthen your daughter, Speak to muscles, top of your head, to the soles of your feet. We release healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What's your first name? Mark. Mark in the name of Jesus. We rebuke this thing that's in your life. We rebuke. You're too young. You're always too young to have what you're experiencing. And we rebuke it in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i come against that which is assailing you in your body we rise up together and agree in the name of jesus as the congregation tonight that god is your healer and we release the power of god and we drive out this condition from your body we break its power over your life in yes. jesus name and by faith we speak a word of healing yes. and a word of deliverance from this condition Praise father him. release your anointing Praise. on this precious life bring total deliverance and total healing into his body Amen. i re- Rebuke every work of Satan I rebuke every work that would prevent him from being that which you've called him to be and I release upon this life not just the healing power of Jesus by the laying on of hands but I speak into this life a word of restoration and revolution a word of glory and anointing a word of hope and a word of future take this young man Lord and raise him up father for the glory of God, raise him up, Lord. Raise him up, Lord. You've given him a ministry You've the call of God. The call of God is upon you. And the enemy has tried to keep you down, has tried to oppose God's plan from you. see, from an early age, the hand of the Lord has been upon you as a child. But the enemy has fought over you, your life, even as a child. The enemy has fought to break you. The enemy has fought to hold you back. The enemy has fought to cancel. plans of God, but God has spoken a word of sovereignty to the enemy and told him to take his hands off this chosen vessel. And the Holy Spirit is going to break this thing in your body and he's going to pour out his spirit and that which the enemy meant for harm, God will turn to a testimony and to good. And God will fill your mouth with anointed preaching and you will speak the word of the lord and you will bring many to christ and you will burn says the lord you will burn with my fire and i shall use you to the bringing of many souls into the kingdom and i shall hear your prayers and i shall answer your prayers for my glory and you shall become a vessel of honor filled with my spirit i shall use you i shall use you burn for me son says the lord burn for me the enemy's time over your body is over his plans are cancelled in the name of jesus satan take your hands off this life we break your power we cancel your plans and we release the power of God in this life, in the name of Jesus, we put this life back into the call and back into the path and on the highway that God has chosen and we release it. That which has been spoken over your life tonight in healing and in prophecy shall come to pass, saith the Lord in Jesus' name. Father, we release the anointing of God in this life. We pray for healing. Uh, Gabriel, if you could start praying at that side here and just uh, we release the healing power into your life. Healing anointing come upon you. Fill you, touch you, free you. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Let the Holy Spirit fill you and touch you right where you stand. Let the glory of God rest upon you. Bringing healing and his presence. Let the presence of the Holy Spirit come upon you and fill you. Releasing the glory of God upon you. Someone help. Ladies just. Fill you Lord. More of your presence on this life. God fill her. With your presence Lord. The Glory of God. Lord fill her up. Soaking in the glory of God, power for healing, power and might and the spirit of the living God come upon you. Father, touch this life, I pray. Heal this condition, we pray, your presence, your glory, touch her, fill her with a fresh touch of your love, pour it out, Lord, your love. You are with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Be strong and courageous. Don't doubt. I am with you, says the Lord. I am. Step out. Believe me, I am with you. I will not let you stumble. I will not let you fall. I will not let you be ashamed. I am with you release your confidence and assurance Lord in this life afresh touch this precious life Lord with your healing power every aspect of the life Lord not just physically but spiritually emotionally fill her with your Holy Spirit and your mercy use her Lord for the kingdom wrap her, wrap her with your presence let her know that you're with her. Father, let her know that she's not forgotten. She's right in the center of your plans. She is the apple of your eye. You've got plans for her. You're going to raise her up. Promotion is coming to you this year. God is going to promote you. Both spiritually and I believe in your in your career or whatever that means. Whatever that, God is lifting you up 2012 and be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed, daughter of God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Speak to this, be healed in the name of Jesus. Totally freed in the name of Jesus. Be totally freed and healed in the name of Jesus. These arms, these wrists, be healed. Release the Holy Spirit. We together as a congregation release faith and prayer and we say, Lord, bring healing flow touch in the name of jesus father let your glory rest on this precious life let healing power come father in jesus name jesus name Hey Michael, Michael's had chemotherapy and he's been suffering from cancer and and he felt something as I was praying and we're going to pray for him, we're going to pray for him that this, and I think this is, Michael I think this is something we were going to pray for because when I got the idea of the wasting thing, that's what this is trying to do to you, trying to waste your body, but we're going to stand with you Michael, we're going to pray for you. Most important thing we're going to pray for is that God's hand is so strongly upon you that you feel Him all the time with you. And we're also going to pray for God to touch your body. Let's all pray for Michael. Pray for Him as if it was the person you loved most in your family. Pray for Him right now. Father, we thank you that Michael's with us tonight and we stand with Him, Lord. And Father, we ask on this precious life that you will pour out your Spirit upon Michael. We pray, Lord, that you will draw close to him. Let him feel your presence and your love even in the midst of this battle that he's in. Father, let him feel your hand. Wrap him in your love. Lord, as he's been so brave in this situation we ask we stand with him lord as a congregation he's not alone and we say father release your glory on this precious life touch michael touch him with your love on the inside and father touch him with healing on the outside and we speak to this cancer in the name of jesus and we say shrink die and leave him living in the name of jesus we Speak to every work of the enemy in this precious life. And we rebuke the enemy's work in his life. And we say, let the strength of God come upon you. Let the power of God come, up, come, up, come upon you. We release healing. Father, you said that this church, that you'd opened up the healing wells. Lord, we thank you for the miracles in the, t- in the times past and times present. And Father have mercy Lord have compassion and father hear the prayers of your people tonight and see your son Michael here today Lord and pour out a blessing from heaven you are Lord of all things and we pray on his behalf and we break the power of the enemy and we release the power of God and we curse the work of the enemy in his body and we bless the work of God in his body and we speak to his body be strong receive the strength of Lord the anointing of strength the anointing of health in the name of Jesus Michael receive a touch from God let the Holy Spirit come over you like a blanket and let the oil of God the anointing of God let it flow upon you and within you father we ask for a revolution in Michael's life we pray for him father at his request we release the anointing of God and our faith we release with him we stand with him together before your throne of grace and mercy and we boldly dare to ask you father to come and do a miracle in Michael's life for your glory and for him Lord bring him out of this thing bring him through this valley to the other side we pray release the power that you have that you died, Lord, that healing might come. And so bless this man, Lord. Bless him, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my. Amen. We're going to uh, have time later on. We're going to open up the floor with the ministry team. There's a lovely anointing of the gifts of the Spirit here tonight. And whatever it is that you need, you can get prayer this evening, and that's one of the things that that is important about revival meetings, that we move the flow of the Holy Spirit and that everybody gets time to be prayed for that wants to. If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Exodus chapter 17 verse 8. I want to speak about lifting up the rod of intercession, and this is the story here of Moses and the uh, and Amalek and the Amalekites came to destroy Israel as you can see in the screen behind me and there was a battle raging and Moses went into the place of intercession, he went upon the mountain of prayer and he had the rod of God with him, the staff of God with him that had worked so many miracles before and as you can see in the picture behind as he lifted up the rod then God's people, can we have a wider shot on, that's better, Uh, and keep it on there for a while. As he lifted up the rod, the people of God prevailed in battle, but he grew weak in holding up that rod. And when the rod came down, then the Amalekites prevailed in the battle. And in the end we find that uh, Aaron and Hur came to support him in intercession. And they lifted up the arms so that the rod of God would remain. They sat, sat him down on a rock and lifted up his arms so that victory could come. I'm going to read Exodus 17, verse 8. Now, Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. If uh, you've had a chance, I know it's just come out, to even glance at the revival times. You can see that our senior minister Colin has put a theme of watchman awake on the front cover. And you've got the watchtower there. And then uh, in his, in his uh, first word, and also further on we, we have a, a first word by Colin speaking about watching over the word of God to see it perform what it's promised. And then on page 6 there's an article on watch and pray. And then on, on, on page 8 Colin speaks about the seven functions of a watchman. And we're currently signing people up to our watchman program. I believe we've got about... 800 now or is it 800 but we're believing God for 1,000 watchmen and we're pushing hard on our Wednesday evenings prayer and intercession meetings so that we can really break through and so I refer you to Wednesday evening and I refer you to the revival times so that when you go away you can follow up this word that I'm speaking to you because God is calling us to victory in prayer that's what god is calling us. We just came out of a powerful two weeks of prayer and intercession. And uh, people prayed in different ways and we opened up the church in the mornings and you know things shifted. Things sh- we should do it more often. Maybe we should do it every month, two weeks every month. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not my decision, but w- but we're on the move. The very fact that Colin has put this in our revival time shows what's on our agenda, and we will be praying and planning about how to go forward in this. And this is a picture, this picture of uh, and story of Moses is a picture of intercession. How can holding up a stick cause a battle to be won? How, how can holding up a stick on a mountain cause a battle to be won? You know, some people say, how can prayer really change a nation? I mean a lot of you see a lot of people talk about prayer and some people think they know everything about prayer which puts off other people about prayer but how can speaking words to god do something so powerful i mean how can lifting up a stick interfere with a battle Because when you think about it, when a battle is taking place, I mean, you would think that that is the epitome of freedom of choice, isn't it? Because people are fighting, trying to kill one another. I mean, surely, you know, when that happens, that's the free will of man. And who knows who's going to get killed and who knows who's going to survive. It just depends on a series of decisions. If that sword hits you at the wrong time, in the wrong place, if that arrow just happens to hit you because you move forward. I mean, when you think about a battle from a natural point of view, you just don't know what's going to happen, do you? I mean, there's so many different things that are going on, so many choices that are being made, so many arrows, so many strikes. From a human point of view, it's just a mess and a mix. So how can sticking up a, a stick... Cause the power of God to come into such a battle like that and cause the battle to change. Let me tell you something. Jesus is Lord. Sometimes you look out on the world and sometimes you can look at your life and it's like a battle zone. And everything's going on, and you're wondering what's going to happen, and the enemy seems to be in charge. And you're being hit left, right, and center, and you're thinking, I wonder where God is. Why isn't he helping me? I'm sure some of those in the battle were wondering what was going on. But somebody lifts up a stick, and all of a sudden, it begins to change. Glory to God. Now, what was this stick? I just want to go back and mention what this stick was, because it represents something for us today. And um, this stick, the rod of God, was with Moses right at the beginning of his ministry. It was a symbol of God's authority in his hands. Uh, You might, I mean, I'll give you the scripture, you don't have to turn to it, but Exodus chapter 3, verse 3, when when God says, I'm going to use you to deliver my people, and Moses says, I've got nothing. I got, how can you use, I've got nothing to give you, Lord. The God says, what's in your hand? A staff. He says, throw it to the ground. And when he throws it to the ground, it turns into a snake. When he threw it to the ground in front of Pharaoh, his snake gobbled up all Pharaoh's snakes. He used this stick to perform miracles in Exodus 3.17. It says, take the rod with which to do the signs. It was this rod of God and this rod or stick, it was a stick. It was a shepherd's crook because he had been a shepherd with his father-in-law. So he's got a shepherd's crook. It's the pastoral staff of Moses with which he kept care of sheep, guided sheep, protected sheep. It was the staff, his staff. But God had taken what was natural, and now he was saying, I'm going to make it supernatural. Do you know, God will take who you are in the natural, and he'll anoint it. You might be saying, what have I got for God? I don't know, what's in your hand? Whatever you... say, what, a stick? I don't know. The things that you despise, God can supernaturally use for his glory. And so, this stick, this stick, this staff, What what did it do? Well... He struck the water with it and it turned into blood. He stretched it out over the streams and the frogs were released. He struck the dust and the dust turned into lice. He lifted it to heaven and hail came. He lifted it over the land and the locust plague came. He lifted it again to heaven and thick darkness came. He took it to the Red Sea and the Red Sea opened. This stick, this rod, they called it the rod of God, was the symbol of authority. And it's from that that we hear of. You know kings and queens often have scepters, don't they? Scepters. And the scepter, when you see a king or a queen or leader with a scepter, it is a symbol of their power and authority. And this scepter, you say, well what does this scepter mean for us? It's God's word lifted up in prayer. It's God's word lifted up in prayer. Now, some people, when they talk about, if we're using this this stick, the rod of God, as a symbol of prayer, which I am tonight, prayer of God's word. Some people use the rod of God, or prayer and intercession, like a walking stick. And sometimes they use it just to hobble through life. It's amazing that sometimes people only pray when when there's no other option. There's something about the natural part of human beings, I'm talking about Christians, that if we can do anything else but pray, we will. And often people only begin to ask for prayer when things have gone so wrong they don't know what to do. You know, when we have the prayer times at the end of the service, come out and be prayed for. Come out and be prayed for. Because it's prayer that's going to change things. And in the anointing and the house of the Lord that we're in today, just one simple prayer could be the thing that changes. Don't leave it too late. And some people use the staff of God just to hobble along with life. Just enough prayer just to get by. And they're hobbling along. So instead of lifting up the rod that you see in this picture behind me that Moses did, they keep it on the ground and they hobble along. Just get by with it. But it's not meant to be a walking stick because of the lameness of your spiritual life. It's meant to be a tool of great authority that can win battles. You know, sometimes when you look at the church, especially in this nation, and you hear stories of Christians. So many Christians are barely keeping their head above the water. I mean, in life, the troubles of life, and the tribulations of life, and the things that we go through, often you see believers barely surviving, just trying to make it through. I mean, to talk about them either joining a cell or leading a cell, or being released into the ministry that God has for them, that sometimes the reaction is, and I understand this, like, well, I can barely get through my own life. I can, I can barely keep myself afloat. In life let alone be released and charged to make a difference for the kingdom of God and sometimes the reason is is that we're not using the rod of God that God has given us in our hands I mean when the battle if the battle was raging behind me in this picture the battle was raging what if Moses just put his rod down what would have happened? There would have been a disaster. And people would all, oh, where was the Lord? I wonder, I think tonight some of us need to take up the rod of God. Not just to help us, like a walking stick. Oh God, just help me get through the day. Oh Lord, just do, oh God, just, just enough prayer to get enough to get along. Without even beginning to deal with the enemy. Just trying to get through life, but God wants us to win a nation, a continent. London and the world for Christ will not be taken with a walking stick because we're hobbling. God wants us to take prayer, the power of prayer, God's word in prayer, to lift up the rod and begin to see change in the battle, the battle. As Moses lifted up the rod of God, it was a picture of lifting up. It was a spiritual act. He never hit anybody with the rod of God. Because our weapons are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. We don't fight according to the flesh. But when he lifted up the rod, history was being changed. And imagine the picture. Imagine what was going on. Because Joshua and the rest down there, they could see what was happening on the hill. And whenever... Moses' rod was high and lifted up. Strength came into them. Courage came into them. Power came into them. Their their, their arrows began to hit the targets like never before. As they wielded their swords, they were cutting down the enemy left, right and center. And as the rod was lifted up, Something was happening to the enemy. Fear was entering into them. Defeat was entering into them. They began to run. They began to be in disorder. Well, the rod of God was lifted high. Things were happening to people. And God was sending his spirit and his anointing. But when the rod was brought low, the very opposite thing. It was like the anointing was receding. It was like the arrows began to miss their targets. It's like weakness and tiredness came into the troops. And they, the, the, the sword began to feel five, six, seven times as heavy as it had done. And fear began, began to get into the people of God. And they began to feel the pressure of the Malachites, who were getting stronger and stronger and more confident that they were going to win the battle. And the Israelites were beginning to be pushed back and thinking, it looks like it's all over. But then he lifted up the rod again. And something came upon their lives. And the reverse began began to happen. The arrows hit their targets. Things began to... To work in the battle for them. The strength came in. The sword seemed lighter. Strength came into their lives. And this was going backwards. And forwards. And backwards. And forwards. You know when we lift up the rod of God. Here at Kensington Temple. In our cell groups. And in our lives. God is going to do. Like he did with the Amalekites. And you say, well, I, I don't, I've got nothing against the Amalekites. The Amalekites are figurative. They are the enemy that's trying to attack you. And the enemy comes at you in many different forms. I'm not talking just about demons. I'm talking about just being in the atmosphere of a backslidden nation. Some of you from nations where there's a revival, you're a different Christian when you're there than you are here. When you're there, there's an open heaven, there's a strength, there's a confidence. Your prayers fly. Your faith flows. Your expectation is high. Your boldness is strong because you're in a place where the rod is high and lifted up. But then when you come back after a few weeks in this country or Europe, and it's not the cold weather that's coming in, it's the cold spirituality that's been set in for, for a couple of generations. And then you begin to chill. And then you begin to feel weak spiritually. And you begin to struggle. And you begin to feel negative. And you, you, your prayers, instead of flying, they're barely crawling along the ground. And your faith, instead of flowing, is sort of like stuttering. And it's because we need to apply the rod of God. There are people that have been struggling for many months and many years. And God is saying it's time to lift up the rod. It's time to take authority over our circumstances and keep taking authority. It doesn't happen in one prayer meeting. It doesn't happen in one quiet time. And I I, I want to ban quiet times. I'm sending an email to our senior minister tomorrow asking if we can ban quiet times at Kensington Temple. There's quiet times, right? Quiet times don't beat Amalekites. Okay? I'm all for meditation and and being quiet before the Lord. That's great. That's only one aspect of devotions. The other is to lift up the rod of God and see the enemy pushed back. And, 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 And we have to understand the enemy, the devil's a liar. And unbelief, the spirit of unbelief is a liar. Just like somebody might say, how can... Raising a stick in the air defeats a whole army. So the spirit of unbelief says, how can your prayer really change things? The spirit of unbelief says, oh, that's a nice sermon. Won't work, of course. Won't work, of course. It's already trying. Wants you you to keep the rod of God like a walking stick for a crippled spiritual life. Just enough prayer to help you get forward. It's not a walking stick. That rod of God, the authority that God has given you in the name of Jesus and with the word of God. It's not there for hobbling. It's there to be lifted up in the face of the enemy. Where you pray God's will. Prophesy God's will. Rebuke and release. And you lift up that rod of God. But also I understand another strategy of the enemy is weariness. Oh the devil loves to send weariness. On anybody that wants to lift up the rod. Weariness. Going to wear you out. Because the devil thinks if I can wear you out. First thing that's going to happen is your prayer life's going to fall. You're going to stop speaking God's word. You're going to stop battling. You're going to say, oh, this isn't doing any good. What's the point? And he's going to try and get your hands lifted in prayer. He's going to try and make them weak. And look, even Moses was suffering. He had the rod of God in the air and victory was coming, but then he couldn't keep it up. And as he let the rod down, the enemy came forward and the battle was flowing one way and the battle was flowing the other way and he was tiring. But thank God, he had his cell group with him. Oh yes, I can get cell group into any sermon. Amen. It's the closest thing. There they are. Look at that beautiful picture. He had his prayer of three with him. Well, they were saved. He had his two or three. He had his, he had his James and John. Peter was out there, Joshua, fighting. There they were. And it was like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. Friends, there's battles that you're in that you can't win on your own. And you were not intended to win on your own. And God wants us. Be in battles that we can't win on our own. He will put us in positions where we can't win on our own. Why? Because He never intended us to be on our own. When two or three are gathered together in my name, not when one alone, there's the principle of twos and threes. There I am in a special way. When two or three agree pertaining to anything in my will, it shall be granted them. Look, even Jesus, when he lifted up the rod of authority, he lifted up the rod of authority many times. You see his prayer life? What was he doing? He was lifting up the rod of authority over the day that he was about to take. That's what he was doing. In the garden of Gethsemane, even he didn't want to be by himself. Even Jesus said, look, I I don't want to. He could have done it on his own. And in the end he did. They kept sleeping. They were weary. But he said, I don't want to do it on my own. I need to lift up the rod of God's authority over my own desires. Lord, if there be any other way, but not my will, your... What was he doing? He was lifting up the authority of God and submitting to it. And he's like, can't you stay and watch with me? Can't you pray? What were the disciples meant to do? Just sit there watching? They were meant to be praying for Jesus. They were meant to be saying, Father, I don't know what's going on. Father, but please bless your son. Never seen him in anger. Lord, I'm watching him and I'm seeing him going through things. I can't un- imagine. Look, blood is coming out of his, of his skin. It, the intensity. Father, be with him. They could have relieved, not totally relieved, but they could have brought a bit of relief, a bit of help, a bit of strength. Not just psychological. It's nice to have people around you when you're going through. They could have prayed for him. But they didn't pray for him. That Jesus was strong enough to get through. But Moses wasn't. And so there they looked at that and what did they, do? they were going to help him? And they lifted up his weary hands. And they found a stone and they sat him on that stone. And they lifted up the rod with him. They partnered and shared in the authority of God that broke the enemy's back. That's what we need. There's times when you, when you do face things you're too weary. To pray. It happens. There's times when you're looking at something, and you just don't know what to pray, you don't know how to deal with it. You go to your friends, you go, like I was talking about, the cell group is a perfect place, and you say, I need prayer. You know the amount of times in my cell group that people have prayed for me? Because I share with them things I wouldn't share with anybody else, and they know and they pray. And we pray for them. We're holding up one another's arms. We're holding the rod of God up because we know that we are releasing strength into the battles that we are facing. We are releasing God. We, we don't want to just have our head above water, treading water, just trying to keep above. Twice in my life, I nearly drowned. It's a horrible feeling. I remember once it was in Spain. It was it was in the middle of this huge, massive, big swimming pool park thing, and there—I mean, there must have been thousands in it—and and they put on the wave machine, and I, and I just—and I was in the wave machine, and then I just lost strength, I, and the waves kept coming, and I was like, my, and I was just bobbing up, but I, I didn't have any strength, and I'm trying to scramble to the um, edges, and trying to get to the shallow bit, but I can hardly... And I'm f- losing strength and nobody can tell because everybody's so busy. Nobody could see what was happening, but I was gulping water and thank God, I just managed to get my feet on the ground. I was, fri- I was frightened, that was a struggle. The other time was in a swimming pool in France when I had my little disabled daughter with me and we had been in the paddling pool and then she wanted to get in, the, and there was hardly anybody in it, and the French lifeguards were too busy talking to each other, and I didn't realize how deep it was, so I got in with her, and I began to swim with her, but then she decided she was going to climb all over me. So she's climbing all over me, and, I'm, I, and, and she's getting heavier and heavier, and I'm gulping water, and I'm trying to make it to the edge, and I'm looking at the lifeguards, but I'm drink, the water's getting in my mouth, and I can't, Shout help, and they're not looking at me. God. But you know, it can be like that in life. And and I don't want us to live our lives just with our head above the water. I want us to walk on the water. I I mean it. To walk on the waters of life. Supernatural power. Releasing things. Do you know when you pray for someone... It releases things in their lives. Your friends are in the battle. And when you pray for them, power is released. Things change in their lives. I mean, it's wonderful. You know when you pray for the lost, God touches their lives. It's amazing how when you pray for non-Christians, things change. I mean, just in those two weeks of prayer and fasting, we had a flow of salvations come in. Now, how does that work? How does two weeks of prayer and fasting, how does that translate into people coming to the Lord? One woman in the last week brought six or seven people to the Lord. Two of them at this service. And then the rest of the family got saved. And then one of the friends who was a Muslim got saved. Right? How does that happen? Can prayer really change people? I mean, some people say, oh God, God respects the, the human will, and, and he will—he will never, never, never override human will. Well, thank God he override my human will, because my human will was an enemy of God, hated God, didn't want anything to do with God. But thank God, God came in and overruled my will. Someone prayed, I got saved. Amen. We can pray and release. Into the unsaved lives, the influence of God. We can drive Amalek. We can pray, and God will arrange supernatural meetings. We can pray, and sinners can begin to change. We can release so much power into the battle. We can release it. Prayer changes things. Prayer overrules things. Prayer gets into the battle and begins to take control. The rod of God lifted up, the staff of God. Get that staff up again. If you don't know how to pray, come one Wednesday evening. If you say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to break into a prayer flow, come one Wednesday evening. I guarantee if you give yourself to that meeting, by the end of it you'll be back in the prayer flow. Because we don't take any prisoners on Wednesday evenings. We get in there and we start kicking and punching in the spirit. We get that rod, we don't just lift it up brother. We bring it down on the devil's head. KT style. That's one of the reasons that we, are, we have become the church that we have. I mean, I remember in the early 90s and late 80s, we were closing down witches' covens. They were getting saved in our meetings because we were praying. We had the rod of authority. And where God is wanting to take us in the battle for London, Europe and the world, we need that rod held high. And it will bring us confidence. As a close, you know, Jesus... uh, You don't have to turn to it, but just in case you do. Matthew chapter 27, 29. 27, 29. When Jesus was mocked, they gave him a staff. And they mocked him. And they clothed him in purple crown of thorns. They gave him a staff. They mocked him. And then they took the staff and beat him with it. But you know what I was thinking? I was thinking then they gave him another staff. It was... The cross. It was a big stick. And of course, the cross didn't ca- he didn't carry like a cross. He carried the main shaft of the cross, and then somebody else brought whatever they put there. So it was one big stick. And I like to think of that, that he carried up Golgotha. I like to think of that as his staff, his rod of God. Ooh, it was a big, Jesus had the biggest rod of it. It wasn't some shepherd's staff it was this huge big thing and this authority this rod of god this staff this huge cross that he carried he it was his sign of his authority and they nailed him to that rod that staff that cross and it's funny because there is moses lifting up the staff the rod but it was Jesus that was lifted up on the staff of the rod, the cross. He was lifted up between heaven and earth. And it was the nails that held him in that place. Because it's the cross that gives us authority. It is the power of the cross. It was the moment of great of Jesus' victory. If you want authority on earth, the cross, the preaching of the cross, the power of the cross, everything that took place on the cross is our authority. That's why Paul says, that's why I preach Christ crucified. And that is power in the name of Jesus. And if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, let me tell you something. You can take up authority with God tonight. You can have your sins forgiven and you can stop fighting God like the Amalekites and you can get on Moses' side because you want to be on the winning side. You can stop being under the power of the enemy without God's help and tonight if you give your life to Jesus, you can have God looking after you. You can join his family, the church. You can begin to have power over your circumstances. You begin to have hope with God, faith with God. Whatever you're facing, whatever your failings, whatever's happened to you, God can begin by his authority to restore you, revive you, strengthen you, and use you. In the name of Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. If you're here tonight, and you think, well, how, do I, how am I saved? Well, if you believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and is raised from the dead. I guarantee you tonight you'll be saved. Why are you carrying your sins when Jesus carried them for you? Don't die in your sins because if you die in your sins, you'll go to hell forever and ever. Why would you die in your sins when Jesus died for your sins? It's your choice. You can be forgiven with a free gift of salvation or you can reject Christ and you will pay the price yourself. I'm so glad that Jesus paid the price for me and I believe it. Don't pay the price for yourself. If you're here and you're ready tonight to come to the Lord, lift your hand right now and I'm going to pray for you and you will be freed from your sins. You will be you'll be freed from the penalty, you'll be saved. Anybody in the balcony? Lift your hand. <laughs> if you lift your hand, it's you're like Moses lifting the rod of God for the first time over your life, faith and saying, Yes, Lord, I believe. And as soon as you do that, the authority Jesus says, I have authority to forgive your sins because I carried them. It'll come into your life. Last time of asking. And then we're moving on. If you are ready to receive Jesus, lift your hand right now and I pray for you. Yeah, okay. In the middle too. Check I haven't missed anybody in the balcony. Father, we pray for those that have lifted their hands for the first time with the authority of God like Moses. And thank you as they lift their hands with your authority, the authority of faith, that your release comes upon them. Your authority drives out sin in their lives, and a brand new day begins in Jesus' name. Amen. Next time you pray, lift up the rod of God. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward right now. We've still got 10 minutes or so, and um, if there's something you want to be prayed, prayed for as we worship the Lord, you're free to go, of course, but if you want to stay and worship the Lord for a while... If you want us to lift up the rod of God of prayer over a a certain thing in your life before you leave, then as we uh, worship the Lord together, feel free to come and be prayed for by our our trained ministry team. Let's stand together. Let's all, all stand together. Amen.